Most people don't know what's holding them back, but you do because you listen to me, Sam, your self-care guru and journal junkie. Welcome to Journal Entries, your safe place where you can tune in weekly to get tips, tricks, and journal prompts to uncover your feelings, gain clarity, and make your move. Hello, hello. As always, I'm so excited for this week's episode. This week is all about boundary setting, and I'm smiling if you can't tell because I am. I was so bad at setting boundaries. I, so, so I kind of think it's funny that I'm not teaching about boundaries, definitely not, but teaching you what I've learned and my aha moments through journaling. And from there, this is the very beginning. So I know that the next step is definitely you know, taking action and starting to set the boundaries, starting to hold those boundaries. But my journal entry around this was just so eye-opening that I was like, I have to share this and I want to share it right now. So I hope that this episode gets you thinking about any boundaries that you might have or want to have and how to go about setting it or my aha moment came from reflecting back on why I haven't been setting them. That was like my big breakthrough that I was like, okay, this, this encourages me to start setting the boundary. So let's get into it. It all started when I signed up for Dr. Becky at Good Inside. If you don't know her, she is like a, a parenting coach. That is not the name that she goes by. I think she's a therapist, but she helps parents with kids. And I initially signed up for support and tips and whatnot with sleep issues with Griffin. But she just posted recently about having a boundary workshop. And I expected it to be like how to set and hold boundaries with children because I feel like I could do better at that. I feel like I'm firm with Griffin, but also, he gets a lot of what he wants because I'm just so exhausted all the time that like, if I can avoid a meltdown, I do it. So that means sometimes dinners are dessert. <laughs> or I mentioned this in an email once, if you're on my email list, one time dinner was a bowl of cinnamon sugar because he just loves that right now. Not my highlight. I do judge myself for that but he was happy and there was no tears. So anyways, that's what I was hoping to get out of this workshop. And honestly, the whole thing, I finished the workshop today. The whole thing is just about general boundaries and our personal wants and needs. And then how you can go about setting that with anybody in your life, children or not, like it wasn't focused on children. And I was like, I, I just was not expecting that. But the first thing that she encourages us to do is an activity called the boundary arc. So really it's, to me, I would call it like a boundary timeline. So you start off with thinking of a boundary. Boundary is a hard word for me to grasp. It's easier for me to think of something that I need or want to do. So if I want to do something for myself, 
or if I don't want to do something. If a friend is coming in town and I am so exhausted, I don't want to go out to breakfast with her or whatever. So so there's a need that I want to do or not do. And then what happens? I personally think of setting that boundary and then I immediately go to how will that person feel about what I just said or what I just did. And then next step, I feel guilt. And I start rationalizing by saying, like, I'll do this instead, or I'll make different plans. Like, I, I'm too tired to go today, but let's go next week. Um, or if if it's something like, I really want to make a pit stop and pick up a coffee first, I'll pick up a coffee for them as well versus just for me because I don't want to be selfish. And then next step on my boundary timeline, then I feel resentment when my peop- the people in my life don't do the exact same thing for me. Like when they don't go out of their way to switch plans if they cancel on me or to pick me up a coffee. These are situations that are made up, but the feelings is what I feel. I feel resentment or sometimes anger knowing that I won't get what I want. And that anger piece really popped in my head when I thought about setting a boundary with Griffin regarding sleep. I get like angry knowing that I won't have like time for myself and like peace for myself. Like I always have to be on mom mode and that just is so exhausting and makes me angry sometimes. So for me, it's, I I want to set this boundary or I have this need that I declare and then I think of how somebody else would feel and then I feel guilt around it and then I feel resentment or potentially anger. So if you wanted to do that, come up with what your arc is. And Dr. Becky says, the goal is not to fix the arc. The goal is to become comfortable with those feelings that you go through. And it's almost a trigger. So when I set a boundary and then I, or when I make a decision of some kind, and then I start to think, how would so-and-so feel? Or I feel that guilt. To me, that's a trigger of like, oh, wait, I'm feeling guilt. To me, that means I need to set a boundary. That means that I need to like, think of how I'm feeling, not the other person, and ask myself what I want in this situation. So your feelings through your timeline or the boundary arc won't necessarily go away, but being aware of them helps you with knowing when to set a boundary and then expecting those feelings so that it's easier to manage them after you set the boundary because you we will likely still feel these things at least in the beginning when we start setting the boundary. After I went through that exercise, I journaled on it and I wrote this. I put, this happens with Griffin. I set a boundary last night of no Play-Doh because it was bedtime and we were already in bed. Before I even said no, I was nervous of his reaction. When he was upset, of course, after I told him no Play-Doh in bed, I felt bad, but I started to feel angry because I didn't trust myself to fully follow through on no Play-Doh. I remember in my head, I was like, okay, if he keeps yelling (laughs) and fighting back, 
then maybe I'll just give him one small piece of Play-Doh. I was like in my head trying to like think of what compromise I could give him where that would still lead to like a peaceful bedtime if possible. And then I would have just like kept, kept, kept compromising. I did follow through though. You would be proud of me. I was proud of myself. And he eventually just said, okay. And I told him that he could play with it first thing in the morning, which he remembered literally the first thing that he said when he woke up this morning was (laughs) Play-Doh. So that was the journal entry. But then after I finished, I opened up the notes app on my phone and I thought of the question, what happened when I would try and set a boundary in my past relationship? This is what would happen. He would throw a fit, give me the silent treatment and make me feel like I was in the wrong. I remember feeling like I was walking on eggshells and then he would wait it out. I mean, this is what it felt like is that he was waiting it out until I compromised and then I would do the thing. I would make the compromise in some way, shape or form. I wrote this and then I was like, this is literally what Griffin does. Like my ex is literally like, like what I just journaled about Griffin throws a fit after I set a boundary and he doesn't give me the silent treatment, but he, I start questioning myself with like, am I wrong to set that boundary? And then I think of compromises like the Play-Doh, like, should I give him a small piece? And then, then it's just like, okay, yeah, yeah, there's the no, no boundaries, no boundaries are set. <laughs> it just is what it is. And when I wrote that, I, it was just this aha moment. And I wrote, I do not want to parent my son with the fears that I gained from my marriage or the fear state from when I was a baby. The baby thing is when I was growing up, I think I subconsciously learned to, sorry, my vet is calling me. (laughs) That is too funny. I mean, this is the health of my cat that we're talking about. So maybe now isn't the time to set a boundary. Uh, (laughs) But today is the only day that they can go see him for x-rays. And so I was like, sure. Yeah, I'll make it happen. Don't know how, because I have to pick up my son from daycare, but I will be there. Again, this is the, the the beginning of the process. Um, okay, so I have a twin sister for anyone that doesn't know. And after we got back from the hospital, she got really sick. And I don't know, I just feel like anytime I've done like visualization or meditation, I go back to that and I don't remember it consciously, but I just feel like it was at that point when she was like hooked up on like, the the ventilator. I feel like I've told this story before because I've also not known how to say that word before. (laughs) So you, this may be the second time you're hearing this, but she required so much care and attention that I think as a baby, I kind of learned and absorbed to kind of like stay out of the way if I could. And like, basically to stunt my own need, like my needs and desires and wants and whatnot weren't as important as the sick baby right there as my twin sister that was screaming and crying and needed help and whatnot. So I don't want to parent my son 
with those fears of like not speaking up, not, not setting boundaries because I'm afraid and like letting him rule the show or truly just being afraid to state my wants and needs. There were lots more notes that I have from both my journaling and the workshop, but a big one because I think that a lot of people feel guilt when they set a boundary, when they state their need, when they stand up for themselves, however you want to think of it, they feel guilt. But Dr. Becky said, is it really guilt or are you taking on someone else's disappointment? And she kept doing this visualization of just like, drawing a circle or in my head, I just kept picturing a bubble around me and my bubble was filled with what I had stated. And then the other person's bubble is filled with the disappointment and guilt technically is like if we yelled at someone and we didn't mean to yell, yelling is against our core values and we feel guilty for acting out of character, but guilt is not setting a boundary and then absorbing the disappointment from the other person's bubble and being able to take the time to uh, visualize what we are feeling. We feel good. Do we feel good that we just said no or said yes or whatever our boundary is? We set that. And then the other person has a reaction that we don't need to absorb Instead, we can just honor it kind of like we do with children. I know that by me saying no, it's upsetting. You were expecting me to show up and I felt too exhausted too. And I can, I would also be disappointed. And she kept saying that people often don't necessarily want to get their way. They just want to be seen. They want to be their emotions to be validated. And usually by saying that it's enough. They just will de-escalate and come down. And if your relationship can't survive that, then that's a bigger issue. That that was really big for me because guilt is like the number one thing. And so I wrote that down as a note. Is it really guilt or am I taking on somebody else's feelings? And instead I can choose to be proud and happy of the boundary that I just set. And lastly, the aftermath of setting a boundary likely will not feel like pride and happiness and joy and like cheerleaders are cheering for us. It will feel uncomfortable. It will feel like we are continuing the arc, the boundary arc that we had started with. And so repeating, I'm going to be repeating to myself that it is safe to set boundaries, that I am learning to trust myself and also remembering to tolerate the discomfort as my brain rewires. When we take a new bold action, our bodies aren't used to it. Our brains aren't used to it. And so during that discomfort, our brains are like, whoa, whoa, whoa. She said no, or she did this. And our brains are rewiring. And giving us more strength for the next time that we are in this situation. So tolerating the discomfort, knowing that that's what's happening and kind of taking a breath and thanking my body, thanking my brain and trying to remember to celebrate that. This workshop and, but also the journaling that I did 
after that. And so I'll, I'll type out the journal entries in the show notes or the journal prompts rather in the show notes for you. But just quickly, it was what happens or happened when you set a boundary. And I personally said in my past relationships, because I knew that that was like a thing for me, but maybe for you, it's with your family. Maybe it's with your friends. Maybe it's in general with everybody. So what happened in the past and try and create that storyline so that you can see any similarities and you might have an aha moment as well. Lastly, I did want to say that for August only, I have 60% off on my journal prompt archive. So that is where you get 100 journal prompts. And what I love most about it is that it's split up based on emotional goals. So if you want to work on reducing stress or self-sabotage or communication, uh, career inspiration, Also, if you want prompts for when you're feeling good, I feel like boundaries is a really good one for a day where you're feeling good or just want to better understand yourself because there are so many days like that where we're not feeling like super, like any big feeling. Those are the best days to be like, all right, let's explore this topic. So a hundred prompts, but there's also a mood tracker so that you can see how your mood improves or fluctuates as you journal for 30 days. And it also includes my breakthrough blueprint so that it's not just a prompt, but you get prompted throughout your journal entry. So it's not just, you know, venting or, you know, writing affirmations. It's helping you start off with an emotion or a prompt and then going through the process of how I prompt myself through to get to a point of a breakthrough of the aha moments of really realizing what action steps could be to start acting differently so that you're showing up differently and creating the life that you want and creating how you want to feel. So that is 60% off, meaning it's only $27. So I will add that link in the show notes. Thank you so much for tuning in and I will see you next week. Thanks so much for tuning in to this week's journal entry. I love connecting with my listeners. So make sure you screenshot this episode and tag me on Instagram at samantha.s.says so I know you're listening. And don't forget to grab your free training and journal prompts at www.samanthapenkoff.com forward slash podcast.